Welcome everyone to Overcome Podcast. Uh, in today's episode, I'm going to talk with someone that uh, we, we've been talking online for uh, quite some time. We are uh, from the same field in uh, information security, and uh, but actually I met him more uh, from the fitness perspective because I saw his uh, amazing transformation and uh, we're going to talk about that transformation, how it was. So welcome, Jared Baird. Thank you, Yuri, for having me. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here, and I'm glad to finally talk to you. Yes, it's uh, been more than a year that we've been talking about. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's funny that just now we are able to have this conversation. So Jared, uh, as uh, we both work on this field, um, I want you to step back and, uh, and, and understand, uh, because I know that you... You are. You came from a military background, so I'm pretty sure that at some point in time, before you gained weight, you were fit, right? And then something happened. You gained a bunch of weight, and then something happened, and you lost a bunch of weight, right? So, uh, so go back to first of all, what triggers you to become uh, obese? I'm gonna say that, right? Uh, what triggers you to to become obese, and then what triggers you to uh, change? Yeah, uh, starting from the beginning is I was an overweight kid and kind of growing up that way. And it wasn't until I started playing sports in high school as to where I actually found the gym. And I was introduced to lifting weights. Uh, at the time, my mom's boyfriend, his son just came back from the Air Force and he wrote me a program and I stuck to it all summer. And I think I lost about 30 to 40 pounds that summer. And then sophomore year, I was able to start on the, uh, the high school football team. So I was in pretty good shape then. Uh, in my first couple of years of college, I was uh, keeping that up and I was getting stronger, I was getting bigger. Uh, but then, like everything happens, life happens, is that I met a girl who is now my wife now. And uh, so we dated, still stayed, you know, somewhat fit, and then we got married, and then kids happened. And as that happened, you start to lose like your routines, you start to lose uh, the gym, your focus on different things, especially with the newborn. I mean, you're, you have kids as well, yes, so you, you understand it's just, mm -hmm. they take up so much time. And, you know, I just kind of, life just happened. And so I got overweight again. But, but wait, let me just stop you right there. So it has nothing to do with your career? Like, in the, didn't your career and your schedule work didn't contribute with that? No, it did contribute to it. So the the career when I got into IT at the time rather than InfoSec, um, you know, you go to conferences, you get meals paid for, and then you kind of develop these bad habits. It's easier to go out to lunch together mm -hmm. and eat a bad meal uh, rather than, you know, pack your lunch and prep it. So, yeah, absolutely. The field contributed to it. And plus, we sit at a desk all day. You know, we can do a standing desk, we can walk, we can work out. But the reality is that we sit here from seven to eight, sometimes 10 hour days, uh, not doing anything. Yeah. Yep. And so that, that contributed to everything. And then, um, once I got to that point and funny story about the military and I, and I will touch on that a little bit later, but I, I didn't join the military until my thirties. So we can get into that after this. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know about that. So it's interesting. It's crazy, crazy. Uh, but life happened. Uh, I get overweight and then I hit this like field of depression and anxiety and it just kind of came out of nowhere and I, I've never really been an anxious person and so uh, I dealt with that for about a good year and then I just I remember the time in 2017 um, I stayed obese for about a good four to five years uh, I, I tell people I dirty bulk for four to five years but that's just a lie that's how I deal with it <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> but 
that moment, I was just like, I can't keep living like this. It's affecting my life. We just had another kid. It's affecting their lives. And so I knew what to do. I knew exactly what to do. So I got back in the gym, and that's from 2017 all the way to now. I've kind of continued that lifestyle. Nice. Um, but uh, did you have any health issue that uh, also contributed with you, like waking up? Um, because in my case, for example, I did have uh, some health issues. My knees were giving up because I was too heavy, so I had to take injections on my knee because I was developing early arthritis and then also my blood work was completely whacked it was horrible so I'm not sure if you also had those problems oh absolutely I had back problems I had elbow problems I was uh, 27 years old and I felt like I was 60 years old and the weight just contributed to it not moving around contributed to that and uh, oh I so actually... you actually were 10 years younger than me when you you were having this problem wow yep yeah yeah, it's uh, it ha happened pretty quick. Uh, you know, after about 24, then that three-year time span of life happened, and that's where I find myself the overweight. But how much yeah, weight? How much weight did you gain in those three years? Oh wow, um, 80 pounds. So a no normal weight for me is 185, 180 pounds, where I look decent, I feel good. But I ballooned up to 252 pounds, 255, I believe. Wow, and you don't notice, right? Because you start gaining, and you just don't notice that suddenly you're like, "Wow, I'm one almost a hundred pounds heavier." Right. I mean, the only thing I noticed was I was buying, you know, bigger clothes, but <laughs> I was I didn't care at the time, and I just, um, I just I wasn't happy, and I couldn't figure it out. But then it was after the fact I looked back at looking back at that time in my life as it was the weight eventually. So there was not really a specific trigger that uh, that made you to wake up and say, hey, enough is enough, I need to do something? Kind of, sort of. I, I hated myself. Um, and, and be honest with you, I hated looking that way. I hated um, feeling that way. And you know, and you know, you know as well, like mm -hmm. people do judge you in public. Yep. It, they can say we're all inclusive and friendly, but if you saw overweight me compared to now, you would prefer talking to me than the overweight Jared. And that's just the reality of it. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Your self-confidence uh, changes uh, the mm -hmm. way that uh, even when you are presenting, I remember presenting when I was overweight, it was one perspective. Now it's completely different. I, I, I appreciate you feel, you feel the same. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, my presentations compared to when I was overweight to now are miles and miles way better now than it ever has been. And that's just due to the extra confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm confident in myself. I'm confident the way I look. Uh, just confident overall and people can pick up on that too you know before I wasn't so confident uh, they would pick up on that and they said hey you know you can work on prepping your presentation now I jump in and do a presentation I'm like oh wow that was really great and I I do pre prepare more than I have before mm -hmm. but it's also just that confidence that you're talking about yeah. did, did anyone help you to start a, a, a nutritional program everything or you did on your own I did it all on my own. Everything? I, I really? Own, wow. Everything. Everything. I did my own coaching, my own nutrition. Now, that's not to say, um, and, and you've you know, you talked to him on your podcast, but uh, John Meadows was a heavy influence mm -hmm. uh, on my weight loss transformation. And we, we had like two or three messages over Instagram, but I digested all of his videos as far as like weight training, um, you know, nutrition, and, and just everything that he, ha he had, I incorporated into my programs. And uh, it, it's funny, funny story. So uh, there's a manager where I work at. That's uh, John Meadows' Meadows' sister-in-law. Wow. So 
Yeah, she's also a natural bodybuilder. She won her pro card twice. Wow, and so um, she was telling me they didn't have like the closest relationship, but every time they talked, they would talk bodybuilding and everything. But I attribute a lot of that, my own coaching, to just Google, YouTube. Uh, and then also, you know, the guy who wrote me the workout plan when I was 15, 16 years old, I took a lot of that and brought it back and just figured it out along the way. But I'm glad you have a really role model in John Meadows because there are so many BS uh, on YouTube, Google, mm -hmm. you know, you can go all over the place with t different types of diets and everything. Uh, and and looks like you didn't go to that direction because you have really a good foundation and uh, you went through a long-term commitment rather than like a summer diet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I tell people, you know, I've always kind of been a meathead. You know, just playing sports and being in the gym, it's like I'm always a meathead, but, you know, you just you, that's how you just joke around about it. Mm -hmm. But did you uh, do any blood work in the beginning and the end just to compare and see? Nope. I, uh, I That's something I want to get more into is the blood work, but I didn't do any blood work. The only time I did is when... Uh, I had health issues, you know, as far as like health anxiety and then a couple of doctor visits, but that's it. So now I'm e even more impressive because you did all that on your own uh, and that shows a lot of self-discipline because when you are doing things on your own and, and you have no one to actually make you accountable and you don't have to send progress pictures to, to your coach and things like that, it's kind of hard because you have to be very self-motivated, self-disciplined to make it happen. Very hard, yeah. It, and people ask me all the time, "Why don't you hire a coach? Why don't you uh, do this or that?" And it's always the same as uh, first. I, I'm frugal. I like to be frugal with my money. But second, I kind of know what to do. I just had to execute the plan. That's really what it took. You know, I I've lost weight before in the past. I can do it again, but this time I'm going to keep it off and make it a lifestyle. Well, but you took to the next level because you went to compete. So uh, talk a little bit about that. <laughs> <laughs> talk a little bit about that transition to okay. I lost weight. Guess what? Now I'm going to compete. What, what happened? Oh, I fell into it. Um, as you develop uh, time in the gym, you kind of develop friends as well. And so it's, it just happens. So like you see a guy with big biceps, you're like, hey, how did you get those big biceps? And you guys laugh about genetics. But you build that friend pool in the gym. And uh, they said, hey, we noticed you lost weight. And won't you do something? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, won't you go powerlift or do bodybuilding? We're going to go do powerlifting here in the next six months. Won't you go with us? I'm like, I'm not really interested in powerlifting. Uh, I can squat and deadlift decent, but I don't want to hurt my back anymore that it's already screwed up. Mm -hmm. But um, they said, well, won't you try bodybuilding? I'm like, okay, I'll try bodybuilding because I'm like, I thought it would be easier than powerlifting. <laughs> I was wrong on yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, you were wrong on that one for sure. Yeah. But I, I just kind of fell into it. And so back to like the, the resources of YouTube, I didn't hire a bodybuilding coach. I did all my own coaching. Uh, I kind of did it wrong. The first, my very first prep, I did it wrong. I did like a low carb um, prep all the way through. So I did a 10 week prep, all low carb. And if I could go back and do it again, I would, I would slap that Jared in the face and say, you got to get some carbs in. Yes. Um, because you, but, you probably yeah. were really flat on stage without carbs. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you, uh, you pop in my Instagram, I did a, a year difference between the first time I stepped on stage to the second time and it's night and day, you know, I'm so much more full and bigger. I got more vascularity in that first prep, which I, I happened to, to win. I got lucky. It, it was just who didn't show up that day. That's the whole reason why I won that very first show. It's just because the, the better guy didn't show up that day. And that's just kind of how it is in bodybuilding. 
but you know uh know what I, knowing from what i know now like it's completely different but again i just fell into the sport because and then after that like you you get the bug yeah you get bit yeah. by that bodybuilding bug and that moment you step off stage and the endorphins are running you got a little bit of food in you 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 want to do this and excel at it and that's yeah. just kind of how i fell into it and how many years between your weight loss and the first competition Uh, let's see. So I probably lost the weight. When did I step back on stage? I think I stepped on stage in 2019, I believe it was. It was the uh, OCB in St. Louis. So about two years. I took about a good uh, two years before I stepped on stage for my very first competition. Yeah, because you probably, uh, I've seen your pictures uh, before, you probably had to deal a little bit with... Uh, um you know, you lost a lot of weight, so you have losing skin sometimes. Uh, did you have to deal with a little bit of losing skin, so you have to fill up with muscle too? Yeah, oh yeah, I still got the loose skin, it's right there lower. It's not as bad as you know some other people experience it, mm -hmm. but it's, uh, it's down there by my lower abs. But you can tell when I get really lean, so we're talking like 8%, 9%, yeah. that when I uh, you do that shot of where you're flexing the abs, it does bunch up down there, but That's just come that comes with the territory. Mm -hmm. I'm not concerned about it. But I get, do you feel like it gets better over the years? Because I think it does, right? I think so. Um, I've probably added since that competition, I've probably added a good seven to ten pounds of clean muscle uh, since then, and it has gotten better. Did you um, between the first competition and then the last one you did? Did you change your weight division or still in the same weight division? Same weight division, um, the, and I actually changed organizations too. So I went to the uh, NANBUF, and I can't remember the acronym for that stands for, but um, I stayed classic physique and I did open bodybuilding for my next competition. Just I wanted to try it out, and so I had a look. And I, I just tend to stay away from like men's physique because I have decent legs, yeah, and yeah. and that's just genetics. You know, yeah. I'm genetically blessed with good calves and good quads. Mm -hmm, yeah. So why not to show? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the smallest waist for classic, and so I figured if I could diet down enough, I would look okay in open bodybuilding. So until this day, until the the, the last pep, you still adamant that you don't need a coach. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's a good good question. Um, yes, for the nutrition part, but posing, uh, next time I step on stage, I'm going to hire a posing coach. Okay. That's yeah. one thing that my, my posing has gotten better. The first competition, it was terrible. But as I move forward, I will definitely hire a posing coach. But as nutrition and working out, I know what works for me. And I've done it for so long at this point that I know what to execute. Did you had any problems uh, during the time that we during the pandemic? I would say uh, when things were shut down. Did you have any any hard time maintaining your diet and exercise? Because I don't know if you have a gym at home, but did you change a lot of your routine, or you were able to keep it up? I was able to keep it up. It's funny because uh, I got back from military training in March of 2020. And I kind of forecasted the pandemic, not saying, you know, I'm a fortune teller, but there it was starting to happen in China and we were getting some, you know, information about that. And so when I got home, the very first thing I did was I went and got in Facebook Marketplace and I bought a squat rack from mm -hmm. a lady, you know, 15 miles south of us. And uh, I bought the squat rack, I bought the weights just in case stuff would shut down. And just so happened, I got lucky again and things started to shut down. So I, I built up a little home gym during 2020. And uh, I kept up my routine, and actually, I stepped on stage of October in 2020. Uh, so I did a whole prep on there. Nice. Uh, so you, during this whole time, you trained based on your garage. Yep. 
correct. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, I'm not sure. Do you travel a lot for your job? No. Not so much anymore. Uh, the, our travel budget's been slashed, and then I kind of been keeping away from conferences uh, here lately, uh, especially like DefCon and Black Hat. Um, th- my whole thing is that you know last year they brought Black Hat and DefCon back in person, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking you know I don't want to be around a bunch of people who's been cooped up for about a year and a half and give them free booze. You're gonna see stuff you don't want to see, so I avoided it. <laughs> Man, I'm probably gonna do that again this year, but. Uh, as we start to get our travel back and conferences and stuff, I will probably start traveling again. Okay, but prior to the pandemic, you were traveling a lot? A little bit, yeah. Um, 20, 2019, I think I traveled eight to ten times. I was three of those, or three to four of those were in Vegas as well. So. And yeah. how how would you how did you do when you were on the road? You were still eating clean did you bring your food uh, we were still training how, how was because i'm asking this because we see a lot of people in the it community for sec community that um, they always um, bring the I'm, I'm gonna say excuse because it, you know there's an excuse oh i'm traveling i really cannot do a lot because i'm traveling well, nowadays you really can i mean it's, it's a matter of you making the right choice so how, how did you do to keep up yeah, I did it the unconventional way. Um, I did one meal a day. I do that when I travel. Ooh, That's the easiest wow. way for me to keep within my macros. And I don't seem to lose any muscle. Uh, in fact, sometimes I lose body fat when traveling just because I do it that way. And it depends what the evening meal is. Um, I don't prep my food I can but I'll just I'll stick with coffee and diet soda until that one meal and that's when I had and, when, and I enjoy myself too. I'm not uh, I'll eat pretty clean for the most part. I would say 80% clean on the road. But if we're at like a you know a burger joint that's well known around the nation, I'm gonna definitely enjoy a burger. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and what about exercise? Did you, did you usually train at the hotel's gym or you take a week off? Oh no, I train. No, I I find a gym and I train. They have one at the hotel. That's great. If not, I'm paying uh you know the week or month membership, whatever the entry fee is, mm-hmm. to get that gym time in. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's very important. Um, so, so talk a little bit more about this military that you start so late. What, what happened there? <laughs> yeah, it was after the weight loss. So 2018 came around, and uh, I don't know if the military structure, so you have active duty, and then you have the reserves. And so in Missouri, we have uh, the Guard, the Missouri Army National Guard, and the, the Air National Guard. And so I was kind of toying with the idea of joining up uh, part-time just for some education benefits, insurance, and I've always wanted to serve. Uh, what happened when I was 18, I was about to sign the papers to join the Army National Guard at the time, but my, my, kind of got talked out of it. At the end of the day, it was my own doing. You know, I, I said, I don't want to do it. I'll just, I'm not going to go ahead and sign up. But uh, come, you know, when I lost the weight, I was 30 years old. I talked to my wife and family about it, and this is something I've been wanting to do my entire life, and they said, hey, do it. You know, it's don't wake up when you're 50 uh, and regret a decision you didn't make, and yeah. so I went ahead and listened to the Missouri Air National Guard, and it's uh, it's been a great decision. Um, I was one of the older guys in our boot camp, which is fine, but they look to you advice. Get this, Yuri. Mm. <laughs> they, the kids, uh, I would say kids, they're 18 to 20 years old at the time, uh, they didn't know how to fill out an envelope, you know, the, the return address and address it. And so I was helping kids, you know, fill out envelopes so they're sending them back home and then also tying their ties, which was kind of bonkers to me at the time because I, I mean, you know, we grew up, we could send letters yeah, and write yeah. envelopes and everything. But 
uh, these kids know how to do it. But I guess you know that's how how it is. Well, now. what about but, the 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 physicality? Do you, you still have to do some physical uh, tasks to to get into this? Yeah, you know, nothing on the Air Force, and this is, and I have to say this, you know, so they don't come after anybody, but this is all my experience, but I actually went down in better shape uh, than coming out of boot camp, uh, because the Air Force is more focused on, you know, uh, planes, communications, mm -hmm. you know, you're really sitting at a desk, you know, I I equate it to, you know, basically kind of what we do, and that's also what I do for the Air National Guard is cybersecurity, but... Um, again, they had PT tests, and uh, I blew through those, to be honest with you. I think I was third in the flight as far as times and nice. push-ups and sit-ups. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, and then, recently, I also learned uh, that you stopped practicing jiu-jitsu. So how, how was that transition? And who brought you to jiu-jitsu, actually? Yeah, that's a that's a good story too. So in 2010, we moved to Columbia, Missouri, and I've always been interested in jujitsu. And uh, one of the founders of American Top Team, Wade Rome, opened up a school here. And then we're, big names have trained here too in the past. You know, like Ben Askren. Um, oh, I can't remember the other wrestler from Mizzou at the right now. But uh, some big names trained here locally. And um, when I moved here, I was like, hey, I want to try this out. So I walked into ATT. I signed up for jiu-jitsu, and I loved it from there. Um, but then as time went on, uh, that's when I was just getting married, and that's when we had you know, my first daughter as well. I got out of it. And so, and then also, that was also the time period of when I gained the weight. Oh, you know, so actually, jiu-jitsu yep. came before you gained yep. weight. That's, that's amazing. I didn't know. I thought that you just recently got into it. No, so I was into it for about a year, year and a half, uh, and then again, life happened, and then here recently, we had a school open up, it's Gracie Baja of Columbia, uh, opened up uh, January of 2021, I believe, and so I saw that, that's, it's literally five minutes away from my house, so I just walked in and said, hey, got a couple years training, I'm interested, and I tried to class out, and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm back in jiu-jitsu, I got that bug now. <laughs> How was to, to, to go back? Did you feel like riding a bike that you could remember things fast so you were like oh this is harder than i thought yeah uh, it was like riding a bike i've been fortunate to have great professors and teachers um, we've had some of the best in the world trained here of all places columbia missouri and so i was able to you know get those techniques back and in fact uh after my first class the prof i asked to roll professor typically they don't do that and i was like hey professor can i roll with you i have some previous experience he says yeah let's go ahead we got a roll in, and after we were done, he said, "Dude, you're not a white belt. Come on, what are you doing here? You know, you're saying bad us." <laughs> nice. That's, I was like, "No, professor, I, I promise." That's a really good compliment. Nice. <laughs> and so the next class, I came in that Saturday, and he slapped two stripes on my white belt. And so, uh, yeah, you know, I like I said, I've just been fortunate to have such great training and training partners. I'm able to call. And you got the and you got your blue belt recently, right? I did, yeah. So I've been training pretty hard. I've been trying to get in the uh, jujitsu gym, you know, five, six days a week. And really, uh, wow, roll, nice. Yep, very nice. Rolling, rolling with some great people. Uh, it's, you know, it's not my promotion of blue belt. It's it's the school's promotion. You know, um, we have some really great instruction. We have a great community there too, and that just makes it all better and better. You know, I loved jujitsu in the first place. I fell in love with it years ago, but. Now that I'm part of something uh, that is contributing to not even my training, but also just being part of communities, awesome. Now, let me ask you this, because when you were prepping for a bodybuilding show and everything, you have to do some cardio. I'm not sure exactly which cardio you did. If you did static mass or if you ran, I don't know. But when you compare the cardio that you do uh, to prep for a show versus 
the jiu-jitsu cardio it's kind of ridiculous right because sometimes you feel like oh my gas is really good then you go to jiu-jitsu and after the second row you're dead um do you have that problem too or your guys is pretty good across the board you know believe it or not uh i actually ran a lot uh during my co my prep uh, and that was one of the things i just didn't know you know you need to focus on more like stair stepper yep. and you know lower intense cardio but I probably ran five to six miles a day. And wow. <laughs> yeah, you just said they're like, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> but, you know, lucky for me, my body adapted. I probably lost a little bit of muscle, but not a whole lot. But um, yeah, the cardio is completely different now. You know, for my bodybuilding right now, I'm doing a little more lower intense. Mm. But, you know, just like you said, you get into jujitsu, it's completely different. You got to run, the, you have to have that intense cardio uh, to kind of build that cardiovascular, you know, system up so you can compete against those people because you're moving all the time whether you're bridging whether you know changing position or even submissions you know you gotta have decent cardio yeah and the intensity because you just the fact that your adrenaline is really high because at the end of the day it's a friendly role but someone is trying to choke you so it it creates that tension um and and creates that adrenaline are you planning to compete on jiu-jitsu as well yeah, uh, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna compete at the AGF in Kansas City at the end of this month, but I'm looking to compete in World Masters in Vegas coming up in September. So, hoping to get there and hopefully do well. If not, you know, I competed and I just want to see where I stand. You know, in the jiu-jitsu community. Yeah, and and uh, when you look at from your age perspective, have you master one, two, three? I see. I'll be 35 July 27th. I think that's Masters two. Yeah, I believe, I believe it's two. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I'll probably be competing in the Masters Two division at medium heavy, so the one ninety five division. That's gonna be good for you. You're gonna be very strong on that division, and um, if your cardio is good, then I think you're gonna gonna do well for sure. I hope so. Uh, we're training hard, you know. We're we're training good, but you know, I if not, I'm just gonna show up, do my best, and then we'll just go home after that, you know. And plus, I'll enjoy Vegas too while we're there. Well, and the whole thing about I'm not sure if you if you have this feeling, but the, the whole thing about competing, and that was always my mindset, and maybe uh, I I feel a lot of gratitude just the fact that I, I'm there participating and this level of gratitude to me at least came after I injured my foot and I couldn't do things for a, one whole year uh, so I miss it so much and uh, I felt like coming back was like well I, I every time that I compete I just want to be grateful that I'm able to do this right because the worst thing that happens is when you want to do something you are physically not able to do it yeah and that's the thing for my transformation is that i get to do this i get to wake up i get to lift weights i get to train jujitsu uh, there's people that would kill to be in my position mm -hmm. so i i wake up every day grateful that i'm able to do what i do yeah yeah do um you've always been working from home or this this uh, working from home came after covid it came after COVID. Um, our organization, they said, hey, let's work from home with this COVID happening. And then after that, they're like, all right, you guys want to stay at home? Great. If not, we'll open part of the office back up. But I decided to stay at home. It's already ingrained into my routine and it's uh, I do enjoy it as well. But I do miss that office culture every once in a while. But it's easier from the training, from the uh, nutrition perspective, right? You are, you're close to your kitchen and you have full control mm -hmm. of the meals and everything. So it's much easier. 
Absolutely. Plus, uh, you have better coffee at home too than they serve at work. I mean, it may not be that way at Microsoft, but you know, we didn't have the best coffee. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Uh, as far as routine, talking about routine, do you do you like to right now, for example, do you still doing any uh, early morning cardio, or you just training weights and and then you just let at night? Yeah, so I'm an early riser. We're, I'm fortunate enough our kids go to bed early as well, so I probably wake up around 4.20, 4.30 in the morning. I'm in the gym weight training at 5 a.m. And then uh, I'll do my cardio typically after my workout, and then I will train jiu-jitsu over lunchtime. And if I can, I'll catch an evening class, but most typically that's the routine right now. And that's good. That's good. Well, as far as recovery, do you do anything special to recovery? I try to stretch. Um You, you probably know this as well. It's hard to balance jujitsu and bodybuilding as far as like caloric intake and recovery. So I try to do some more uh, PT exercises if I'm injured, if I have a little kink in my neck or something. And uh, stretching's a big one for me. Uh, there's some research that says stretching it doesn't help. There's some research that says stretching helps. I think for me, it helps tremendously. So nothing special like those uh, cold water or mm -hmm. you know uh any acupuncture or any not, nothing like that nothing like that um i did the cold showers every once in a while i i can't tell if it made a difference or not but uh, i enjoy hot showers <laughs> yeah so it's hard for me to do that and as far as nutrition are you keeping um are you still keeping yourself in deficit as far as nutrition or you are adding more carbs because now you actually need more carbs because of the jiu-jitsu right so how, how you are balancing that yeah it's a it's a flexible diet and then i just count calories as well so right now i bounce between a deficit when i got look good for summer and then right now i'm at a maintenance calorie so i'm just going to maintain that and then come time winter i'm going to start adding just a little bit more calories so right so now are yeah. you you what two more than two thousand calories a day Yeah, I think my maintenance is 2,700 calories, but that's accounting for jiu-jitsu, weight training, and any other exercise I add in. And, and as far as the macros, is still the majority protein? Yep, I prioritize protein, carbs, and then fat, so it's probably a, what, like a 30, or 40, 30, 35, something like that. Mm -hmm. I eat more carbs than I do fat than I have, um, so it's probably, I'm sorry, that's my dog. <laughs> But yeah, no, I prioritize pro protein, carbs, and then you know the fats I can get in. Nice. Well, um, Jared, it was really good talking to you. Thanks for sharing uh, your time and your story. Uh, I think that this helps a lot, put things in perspective. A lot of people, I was just reflecting that we are halfway through the year already, and a lot mm -hmm. of people that established some goals in the beginning of the year, they still haven't uh accomplish some of those goals because things got into the way and now we only have six months and i know that some people are already saying oh maybe i should start again only next year right so the time to start is now i think calendar is good but uh, you should not be driven just by okay i'm gonna start on a monday or oh i'm gonna start on the next month you know you start now you start you know don't don't wait Yeah, I, I agree. I've had, and you probably get the same thing, hundreds of people ask me, like, how did you start? When did you start? I'm going to start on Monday. And I tell them, no, you start now. Don't wait till Monday. Never start on Monday. That's that's kind of the saying I tell them. Yeah. And uh, go from there. And, you know, it's changed my life. It's changed your life. And, and you can say what you want, but the previous me, I never want to go back to that. I'm never going to go back to that. Exactly. Ever. Same, same, same here. And, uh, 
and it's uh, is a chain that not not only affects you but affects people around you because I'm pretty sure uh, you are able you have way more energy to play with your kids you you are more present as as a husband so I think everything's changed everyone noticed that yeah and you don't realize the people around you how you affect them and uh, my wife recently congrats to her she also lost 40 to 50 pounds and wow awesome. yeah it, awesome. It, it, that was during the pandemic and she was working out and she loves it now it's a lifestyle and you know if it's one thing i can tell people is that this has to be a lifestyle yes. it, it said that in the fitness industry but you have to make it you got to make the time for it regardless how busy you are my friend it was a pleasure to finally talking to you uh, congratulations on everything you do. Keep doing it. And I'll be in the Master Rose in Vegas. So we're going to meet face to face finally. Fantastic. <laughs> Yuri, um, I just want to say it's an honor talking to you. Uh, you are a role model to me. After learning who you are and what you've done, it's nothing short of amazing. But uh, thank you for all your contributions to the InfoSec community, but also the fitness community as well. Absolutely. Uh, uh, thank you very much. I, I, I truly appreciate our words. And. Uh, Keep it up, man. I think uh, uh, great things are on your way. Uh, keep inspiring people. Um, keep uh, doing what you love, and, and, and things will continue to evolve. I'm looking forward to meet you face-to-face -face in Vegas. All right? Same here, Yuri. We'll see you then. Take care, my friend. See ya. All right, everyone. This is a wrap for Overcome. Stay put. We have more to go.